yeah. How does one turn their layoff into a payoff? This is the Everyday Sexy Podcast with your host, Stan the Man Pearson II. It's time. Let's go. Welcome to the Everyday Sexy Podcast with Stan Pearson II, where you enhance your confidence, business, and relationships one day at a time. You're here with speaker, motivational comedian, and author, Stan Pearson II. Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and you're listening to Everyday Sexy with Stan the Man Pearson, where you build your confidence, business, and relationships. Stay tuned and develop your best life one day at a time. How do you turn your layoff into your payoff? I could not be more happy to have you all here listening uh, to this right now and hopefully picking up some pieces uh, of your own lives, of your own experiences, or helping someone pick up things for themselves. Now, let me go back to, you know, the very beginning, right? No, so I'll take you all back to October 2008. It's a brisk day. Not too bad. I had just gotten uh, in town from Manitoba, Canada with this consulting firm that I was working with. Uh, And I was asked to meet at the corporate headquarters with two other gentlemen that I actually knew at the time and we're still cool to this day. We're still on social media. Uh, Earlier on, we're able to stay closer, but we still stay connected through social media. And... We, we link up and we all find ourselves at the corporate headquarters like, hey, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Wondering what everyone was doing there. Deep down in my soul, I thought I had the insider trading track. Why? Because I knew there was a job in Mexico that was opening up at this consulting firm and that I may be reassigned to Mexico given that you are Espanol. Okay? So because I speak Spanish, I'm thinking to myself, cool. Clearly, they're taking me from, you know, the north, putting me in the south. Mexico, I'll see you in a week or so, right? We are all brought in together. We're all brought in together looking good. I'm not going to lie. We, we look good, people. And when we walked in and we sat down, I want to say it was with the VP. I'm not going to even mention the consulting firm. When we sat down with the VP, to our surprise, we were being told that we were going to be laid off together. Have you all ever had a group laying off before? Anyone listening right now, have you ever gotten laid off with your friends? You know what I'm saying? You ever get, yeah, it was in a private room, I guess. It was in an office. But I don't know if you've uh, if you had the, the opportunity to experience that kind of humble pie, okay? Where you are laid off with your friends. <laughs> the, I can still feel... Uh, the air leave my breath, you know, uh, my ego being completely deflated. I had one of the cool jobs. I had a job that my friends thought was awesome. I went to school, got my bachelor's degree in Spanish uh, from a great school. I later went to grad school at another great school with a great experience and got my master's degree in business administration I had done everything one is supposed to do. That's what's interesting, really quick. You can do everything right and things still go wrong. And sometimes you can do all things wrong 
and somehow something finds its way to go right. Uh, and so it was really humble. It was really humbling to go, wait a minute, what are you, what are you talking about? I did everything right. I stayed in school. Never got, I think I got in school suspension one time. To this day, if this happened at Crete Monique Middle School, uh, to this day, I did not do it. I'm not going to mention the VPs, the, the vice principal's name, but I told her I never did it, and I did not do it. I did not tell my gym teacher to shut up. I did not tell Mr. Bayshore to shut up. I did not. Someone did. I got blamed for it. She gave me in-school suspension. She still lives in the same neighborhood as my parents. I will never forget you because you were supposed to believe me. Uh, so I never got into any trouble, never been arrested, in trouble with the law. I went to school, got my bachelor's degree, got my master's degree, tried to be a decent kid guy, even though I messed up along in life. I did everything right. I uh, got a good job. I showed up on time. I I did all those things, and somehow I still found myself being laid off with, at the time, two other guys who were also (laughs) well-qualified, super intelligent, all had higher education and great at what they did. A couple things before I move into this. Now, why this job was awesome was also a job that started to wear on me. I, I, I ended up not being as crazy about the job as I once was. It was exhausting. While I was there, I know I gained upwards of 20 to 30 pounds because we worked really, really late. Sometimes restaurants would stay open late for us so we could eat long after the day was over. And then we might wake up at 3 or 4 a.m., start the day all over again. I worked in, I helped consult in office buildings, I helped consult in smelters, I helped uh, consult 2,000 feet deep in the middle of a mountain. Uh, So it was all these things happened. I found myself laid off. And I've alluded to this before, but for those of y'all who do not know, I will easily categorize this as one of my darkest hours. When I say one of my darkest hours, I mean one of those moments where you weren't quite sure if you could make it out of it. You know, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, physically, wondering if I can, I can't make it up. I can't tell anybody. I can't tell my friends that I got laid off. I had the cool job. I definitely can't tell my parents. They've done so much to help up to this point. All I had to do was continue to carry the torch, keep my job, be successful. That should be easy. So I went into this place, this cocoon, uh, because I was ashamed of, let's say, something that was fairly out of my control. Right now, some of you listening might find yourself in a situation where you aren't in control of what's happening to you, but you find yourself having to realize that you are in control of what you may happen. So we're not always in control of what happens to us, but we are in control of what we can make happen. For weeks, uh, I had a suitcase in the trunk of my car. Weeks. Longer than that, actually. I had a suitcase in the trunk of my car because I couldn't tell everyone right away that I had been laid off. Because I was always traveling, I didn't want people to know that I was no longer traveling as much as I was. Right. I didn't want people to know that. So from day to day, I spend the night at one friend's house then I go to my other guy's house. We hang out a couple nights. People like, yo, Stan, man, you're not traveling as much anymore. I'm like, yeah, man, got some time off. Like that is what I did 
for far too long. Like I felt homeless. And I don't want to be one of those guys. There are a lot of successful people that will tell you I was homeless. I was sleeping on couches. And and all of them aren't telling the truth. Some people straight up are. I have a friend of mine, Quincy Avery. He spent the night on couches, like legit in gyms, like trying to make things happen for himself. And then there are other folks out there like I spent the night on couches and I didn't know where my next meal was going to come. But they were actually sleeping on their sister's couch. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to make it that dramatic, but certainly I was bouncing around. Technically, yeah, I was kind of homeless. I had a, a house in Laredo, Texas, but I knew I couldn't go back to Laredo. The house was there, but that was it. The job wasn't there. An opportunity wasn't there that I was ready to create. I felt like I left that behind and I did not want to go back in time, uh, so to speak. So here I was. You know, at the, in my 96 Toyota Camry that I still love to this day, uh, driving, you know, spending nights in uh, parking lots sometimes when I wasn't able to talk to my friends and tell them, hey, you know, um, or driving around really late uh, or wondering, you know, just meals and stuff for money. You know, how's it going to get money to, you know, how long is this going to last me? Uh, it, it was it was really humbling. I, I didn't want to go anywhere because if I was to go somewhere and have a conversation or talk to someone, then I would have to tell them more truth. Uh, I had toxic friendships and relationships all around me. It was I'm telling you, if it were my if if we're talking about darkest hours, uh, this was easily my darkest hour. I'm not gonna lie. This is this may be too real for some of you. Uh, prior to this, I'm not going to say I judged people who committed suicide, but I certainly was not always sensitive, uh, to their experience thinking how I, I would, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mean, but I would certainly be like, how selfish can you be? Like, why would you do this? People love you. Why would you leave people that love you, that have been looking out for you? That, that was my thought until I found myself in such a dark place where I'm like, yo, I like I, I don't want to dis- – these, these people have worked too hard to be disappointed by me or, or because of me. These folks have done too much. Matter of fact, the, the way that I feel on the inside, like I am not a source of good energy for, for anyone. Like I – what value am I bringing to anyone's life? I mean, I hadn't even brought value to my own life. You know, my, my core values were wrapped up in the wrong thing. It, it was uh, the core values were wrapped up in, in materialistic things and how much I made or wanted to make and what people thought of me. And because my existence was so caught up in how much people thought of me, once that was gone, or once I knew that would that would leave, that left me at ground zero. So before I hop into these things that are going, going to help you immensely, I want to tell you that when you wrap yourself in how people, when you wrap yourself in a feeling of your existence matters only as much as other people see in you. Once your once your personal value is determined by what other people think of you. When that goes away, you go away. 
so that is why easily it was uh, a dark time for me. And I'm so glad that, you know, there were still, you know, my, my family, my sisters, you know, super close friends, you know, super close friends were able to uh, kind of dust me off a little bit as I began to be a little bit more transparent. But that's also when I'll, uh, as I get to number one, you know, the first thing that's really important to do. And, and that's uh, get back to what makes you you. That's number one. So these five things are how to turn your layoff into your payoff. Number one is that that's get back to what makes you you. Okay, now what does that mean? If you have hobbies, my, I, I enjoy going to the gym. I really like so whatever it is that makes you you. If you like books, if you like going to the movies, if you like dance classes, whatever it is that you like to do, you have to get to that. What happened was I felt so bad about who I was. I didn't want to do anything that was fun. I was kind of punishing myself. I don't know if you've ever been like a mascus before. You decide to punish yourself. It doesn't make much sense, right? Especially looking back. But I decided, listen, I'm going to punish myself. I'm not going to do what I enjoy. I'm not going to have fun. Matter of fact, when I start having fun, I'm going to stop. I'm going to turn the fun off. I'm not even, I don't even want to be around people who are having fun. But I, I had some friends that would kind of invite me out, just kind of knowing I was in a funk, invite me out. And I finally started to accept those invitations. I finally started to be like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go uh, and let myself enjoy life. See, the thing is, if you're listening loud and clear right now, we allow negative things in our life all the time, all the time. We let negative things exist in our being. But when something good comes along, we question that. We don't want that to hold any real estate in our lives and our hearts. So I'm not sure if I deserve that. What a mistake that is. But it's a mistake that we all make. We could let negative things live in our being on a regular basis. Something great comes in. Hmm, I don't know if that's for me. Right. So I had to make sure that I got back to what made me me. And that was going to the movies. I'm not lying to you all. I, I went to several. I went to the movies several times by myself. I saw double features. I saw triple features by myself. I did that. I enjoyed the movies. I'm like, listen, I've, I did that uh, because I felt like it was important that I got back to being me because the further I stayed away from that, the more I became a person that I didn't recognize. And that is terrifying because you don't know how far away you're getting. And is there a point of no return, which is kind of what I alluded to before. Number two is mourn, but not for too long. Mourn your loss. But you can't mourn more than you celebrate your victories. You know what I'm saying? I, I've said this before. You can't mourn your defeats more than you celebrate your victories. We must celebrate our victories more than we mourn our defeats. Like give it that time. Give it that time. Yes, you're supposed to hurt, supposed to be upset, supposed to cry. All those things are supposed to happen, but it, it takes its time. And then you have to say, okay, I've had enough time. Let's move on. Now, it's interesting because this happens no matter what. If you, if you can't relate on, let's say, a professional level, think about personal level. You go through a breakup, it takes time. You have to mourn that, right? And that's if it was a good relationship. Sometimes people mourn bad relationships. Sounds crazy, but it happens, right? So number two is make sure you mourn, but not for too long. You have to get, you have to get that time for it to get off you. 
for it to get off your spirit, for you to be like, okay, I'm all right. Let me move on. It's time to get past this. But I'll also say the more you get back to what makes you you, I also, I mean, I play at the time, I played trumpet. So I got back to practicing my trumpet. I love my trumpet. I hadn't played it in a long time, but I'm like, whatever it takes for me to get back. I was also on drumline in high school and college. Guess what? I went to buy some drumsticks. I'm going to beat on something. Rat-a-tat-tat. I'm going to do something. Whatever gets me back to me, like my happy place. But I had to consciously do that. I had to make sure that I got back to me. Let's say the grounds, like if you just, if, uh, you know, if you took the root of me out, boom, and then a seed or something like that fell from the bottom back into the ground. That's what was left. The dirt covered it up and I began to grow again. Uh, Number three, this is a perfect time to purge all negative influences. It's the perfect time. It's the moment of transition. So when you experience a layoff or you're fired or even a a, a relationship, whatever it takes for you to connect to this uh, broadcast right now, right? It's the perfect opportunity for transition because one major change is happening. A major change is happening, right? So if right now, let's say you're recently married, right? You have someone great in your life. It's a great time to practice purging, getting whatever is negative out, moving it out for whatever reason. Make it make sense. Then you move it out. And then you practice distance and creating more distance to those things that are so far away, you forget they even exist. Purge all negative influences. That means friends, people who are not rooting for you, people who do not want you to win. Purge all of that. All of that. And this new transition, start out fresh. It's Again, it's your new year. Most times people say, all right, new year, new me. Right? Maybe it's not about being a new you. Maybe it's just about being a better you. You're not a, a brand new you. It doesn't have to be that. If it has to be, then okay. But ultimately, new year, better you right? Transition. New situation, better you. So just make sure it, just make sure you understand that it gives you a great opportunity to purge all negative influences. If you're willing to do that, that is a step closer to turning your layoff into your payoff. Number four is forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself, forgive yourself. Sometimes you think, man, well, what if this, what if, like, you have to forgive yourself for mistakes you made so you can move on. You can only feel bad for yourself for so long, all right? And that's a little bit different from, obviously, you're you're mourning the situation. But I'm talking about forgive yourself. It's like, yo, stop feeling bad for yourself. It's time to get past whatever mistakes you made in the past and present At some point, we forgive ourselves and say, okay, no, I deserve something better than what's happening right now. I deserve something that's happening right now. And in that moment, you begin to discover discover gifts that you may have. Because right now, that point of forgiving yourself is getting in the way. It's clouding some things, which again, moves me to number five, and I have a bonus one for you. Okay? Number five is develop your gift. Develop your gift. I always had an entrepreneurial heart, if you will, or mind for the most part. 
Like when I was younger, I, I danced for the Milwaukee Bucks during their timeouts, you know, uh, like center court. I always liked being out or helping people or creating stuff. Uh, so that part was in me. But we have to concentrate on that gift. We have to concentrate on our gift. So some of you all have a gift or an idea, and I harp on this, but only because everyone's not paying attention to it. You have to pay attention to that gift. I was inspired. I had to be. I had to be. Matter of fact, they didn't even give us real severance when we got laid off. They said they told us that they would give us two weeks, two weeks severance, two weeks severance if we did not file a grievance with the company. That's what they said. Two weeks severance if we did not file a grievance with the company. And because I thought to myself, bigger than two weeks, file a grievance. I'm not, I'm worth more than their two weeks pay. I had, you know, to myself, I was saying all those things. So I did file a grievance with the company and hence I did not get two weeks severance pay. That two weeks severance would have come in handy, people. (laughs) That two weeks severance would have came in handy. So I went without that. (laughs) I went without that. Uh, which definitely contributed to some of my heartache. But what I did do is we had a company credit card and the last check that they sent me to pay it off, to pay some of it off, uh, because it was reimbursable, the, the last check they sent me, I kept. And with that, I started. With that, I started. It wasn't very much. But it was enough for me to say it's time. So we all have reasons for not starting towards our gifts or our goals or our dreams. There's always a reason. You could say, well, I don't have the money. And then if you had the money, then you say, well, I don't have the time. If you had the time, it was, well, I don't have the resources. If you had the resources, like, oh, I have the resources, but I don't have anybody that will support me. You have somebody, like, it, it, it'd always be something. So it's not the money. It's not that. Like there will always be a reason if you're not committed to doing what it is you actually should be doing. But for me, that was the moment where I said, hey, maybe I should. I've been wanting to write a book. I'd already kind of started on this book when I lived in Texas. Maybe it's time to publish that thing, right? Finish my first book. Shortly after that, uh, I got a, a close friend of mine at the time, and he and I wrote a book together. Boom. Had a book signing. People loved it. It was cool. I was like, all right, well, I have some contacts. I want to speak. I love speaking. Guess what? 2009. Yep, 2009. Yes, this is my first year of speaking full time because I couldn't do anything else. I didn't have a job. So when people asked me when I started speaking full-time, it was in 2009. I had until the end of 2008 to get everything signed, sealed, and delivered. And come 2009, I wanted to punch it square in the nose. And things weren't perfect in my life at that time by any stretch of the imagination. But I was on my way. I was on my way. And to this day, things aren't as perfect as I want them to be. But I'm on my way. And had I not had, even at that time, a couple of the right people in my corner, a few folks that loved me, 
I would not be here today. You wouldn't be listening to me today. Uh, or looking back on people I have met that one day, <laughs> knowing that they may be more a part of my life and what it might take to get to the end, you know? That takes patience, takes faith in the face of all that might be wearing you down right now. So again, that number five is develop your gift. Develop that. Pay attention to it. Take care of it. Feed it. Love it. Fall in love with it. One of the folks from Shark Tank, I want to say, uh, she quoted someone, I forget her name, but the, the blonde uh, that's on Shark Tank with the long hair. I, don't, I can't remember her name. But uh, she says, entrepreneurs are the only people that will work 80 hours a week just to avoid working 40 hours for someone else. She was quoting someone else, but she couldn't remember who said it either. So I guess it's life, me not remembering her name. But she said, entrepreneurs are the only people who will work 80 hours a week just so they can avoid working 40 hours for someone else. Now, you may not do what you're going to do or want to do what you're going to do to work full time for yourself. But this notion about the art of being you or your everyday sexy is finding that piece that makes you a better version of you. That's what this is about. Now, if a better job or a new company or an idea is produced or, you know, all that stuff is great as long as that results in furthering who you are from the inside out, as long as that is furthering your sexy, your confidence, your self-esteem, again, making you a better version of you. One could have all the money in the world. One could have everything that money can buy and then one day realize that they don't have the very things that money cannot buy. So we continue to work on ourselves from the inside out every single day. I even read, uh, my wife Cynthia shot me a, a message about Kate Spade. I want to say they found out that she was uh, found dead by a parent's suicide. You're thinking, Kate Spade? What? How? Why? Who? What? Or Robin Williams, a comedian, I mean, extraordinaire, one of the best of all time, committing suicide, or Wayne Brady, someone who I'm often confused with, right? <laughs> People often think I'm Wayne Brady or say I remind them of Wayne Brady. But uh, Wayne Brady went through... Uh, a suicidal stage in his life that most people aren't aware of unless you read about it. So he was suicidal for a while. And this is all just to say that folks go through things. People are having a rough time in life. You know, people are raised to think that one thing matters and then you find out that they're completely wrong. I was watching a, uh, 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 Cynthia had me watching a special on, on Netflix or something about, I cannot remember the name of it, shame on me, but it just came to me, so I wanted to share it about, in New York, 
like on one side of the street is straight poverty, like the 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 the, the worst, you know, in terms of living conditions and education, like they're torn, buildings falling apart, but people living there, and then literally across the street, like wherever you are right now, if there's a window there, look across the street. As close as that is, was a school that cost upwards of 20 to 40 grand a year to go to. 20 to 40 grand a year to go to. Crazy, right? There's supposed to be scholarships for the, the, the kids that were impoverished to be able to go to the school, but it was like a few years before any of those scholarships were ever honored or any. They got to go on tours at this school, right? They got to go on tours at the school, but they all shared the same park. Like the ultra rich kids were in the park with poor kids. As a matter of fact, on the other side of the street, there were like condos or townhomes that were being sold for like $14 million right across the way, adjacent to these um, apartment buildings. It was crazy, right? So I say all this to say there's a kid that it seemed like through his interview, it seemed like he was paying more attention to what was fair and what wasn't fair and how it didn't quite make sense that these, he's one of them, ultra-rich kids were able to go to this school and then there are these poor kids that don't have the access, the opportunity, they don't have, like it didn't make sense to him. While we were watching it, we were both thinking like, man, I feel bad for that kid. I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder how he's going to turn out. Uh, I'm sorry if this is, this is spoiler alert. Uh, at the end, they dedicate the documentary or what have you to that kid. That kid ended up taking his own life. It, it was, it was unbelievable. It, it shook me. It was really unfortunate, but you could see that there was something changing in him. And sometimes change and transition and the ways of the world won't jive with us. And we have to find a way or have a way to get that out, to discuss it, to hopefully make it right as right as we can. We have to do our best to turn our layoff into a payoff. And that doesn't mean a monetary payoff. It could be a spiritual payoff, an emotional payoff, you know, an economic payoff, obviously, uh, but something that pays off because we won't always be able to control what happens or how it happens. But we can control what we do to make things happen. So five things again on how to turn your layoff into your payoff. Those five things are number one, get back to what makes you you. Again, get back to what makes you you. What is that? I don't know. It could be dance class, going to the movies like I did, finally going back to the gym, having fun, being willing to laugh, listen to music, say Say hello to strangers. Make a place your cheers. Make a place your cheers. Go to a place every single day to the point where they know your name. Even if you're just going to get the water, a Pepsi, and a little sandwich, whatever. It doesn't have to be expensive. Just get something so they know you. You become the regular. They recognize you. You recognize them. So then you're practicing building relationships all over again. You're practicing talking to people. You're building your self-esteem and confidence because you're always in conversation with someone who sees you. 
So make a place your cheers, okay? That's number one. Get back to what makes you you. Make a place your cheers. Even if you're shy, it's okay. Be shy and still be willing to introduce yourself to people because you matter enough to do so. Number two is mourn, but not for too long. We have to celebrate our defeats more than we mourn our losses. I mean, I'm sorry, we have to learn how to celebrate our victories more than we learn, more than we mourn our losses, okay? One more time, we have to learn how to celebrate our victories more than we mourn our defeats, our losses. You understand? Okay, so mourn, be sad, just not for too long. Number three, make sure this is the time, this transition is a time that you purge all negative influences. Like if you're, if you're transitioning out of one spot that wasn't for you, not meant for you, what better time to start a new, to plant a new seed, water it, and watch it grow than this moment right now? So if right now you're in this moment, things that are negative, people that are negative, Facebook friends that are negative, Instagram followers who are negative, purge all that, delete all that, get rid of all that. You don't need them. Like you're like, no, I want to make sure I keep my followers. What is that worth? What is seeing something negative in your timeline worth? Is it worth your mental health? Is it worth your mental stability? You tell me. You tell me. Heck, maybe right now I'm telling myself. All right? Purge all things negative. Number four, forgive yourself. We can't feel sorry for ourselves for too long because other people will start to think you're sorry if you think you're sorry. And I don't mean apologetically sorry. I mean like actually sorry. All right? So make sure you forgive yourself. Things happen. They will continue to happen. But what you do is what's going to matter that much more. All right, so forgive yourself. Number five, make sure you pay attention. Pay attention to your gift. Develop your gift. Make it work for you. Develop your gift and make it work for you. I'll also add to that a little caveat. Be willing to invest in your gift. Be willing to invest in it. I can't listen. I, I don't know a dollar amount that I've invested. I can't think of the dollar amount. I've invested quite a bit of money in my gift and wanting to get better, whether it's time, actual finances, uh, sweat, sleepless nights, all those things I've invested to develop my gift. You have to do the same. It will not happen on its own. Very seldom will someone hit you in the head with a frying pan and go, bing, guess what? Here's all the success, happiness, and money you ever wanted. That does not typically happen. Not because I'm a pessimist. I just understand how the world works and how life is. So it's okay. Just be willing to invest Pay money. Pay money. Even if you don't have all the money they're asking for, be like, hey, I had this. Is this enough? They may still say no, but at least then you know you're willing to invest in something. At least then you're willing to invest in something. Listen, this has happened to me. I've been at places where I've been speaking at conferences and someone's like, I really want a book. I'd love a book. I'm like, usually they're 15. For this particular conference, they're 10 bucks. Let's say there are 10 people in line, right? First person's like, ah, I don't know. I kind of wanted to get a couple drinks tonight. Like, well, have one less drink. Have this book that's going to last you forever. Uh, all right, I'll come back. Okay, that's cool, fine. All right, let's say they, they, they leave. They never come back. The next person in line, I really, I'd love a book. All I have is eight bucks. All you have is eight bucks? Yeah, I have eight bucks. I'm going to eat later, but all I have, like, I have eight bucks to spend on stuff. Boom, here's the book. You were willing to invest something. Next person, at five bucks. That's all you got. You promise. You serious. All right, cool. Like that will happen because folks who are willing to invest in themselves, even if it's eight bucks, even if they really had another five in their pocket, I get it. I'm a businessman, but I had it to do that with. 
That was my investment. That was my give to say they thought enough of themselves to say, listen, this is what I have. They know the truth. I don't. But the fact that they're willing to invest something in themselves was worth that $2 in equity. That they, I gave them $2 in equity. The next person gave them $5 in equity. And then every other person in mind, they can get the same $8, $5 deal. If they heard it, that's fine. That's fine. But be willing to invest in yourself. If you're not willing to invest your money, your time, in things that matter, then it's quite possible at some point you might feel like you don't. Really small things make the biggest differences. Be willing to turn your layoff into your payoff. I was fortunate enough to have a meeting this past Saturday uh, with someone that's super influential, a great guy. Actually, one of his mentors is Mark Cuban, and he created Wind Pouch. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of Wind Pouch before. W-I-N-D-P-O-U-C-H, Wind Pouch. He created Wind Pouch, went viral. He went on Shark Tank. He's, he's a game changer. He's a game changer. We're having this incredible conversation and just considering how people go through things, but they become of action. They, they, they do things. Uh, they make things happen. And when I got from him, it's really important to take action. There are a lot of people sitting on ideas and things that they want to do or love to do, but they won't do it. They're just sitting and waiting. They're just sitting and waiting. He created a company all by himself. I want to say he and his brother, uh, and did as much as they possibly could. End up selling Wind Pouch, you know, and moving in different directions. Now creating a new product, but it's something when you sit across the table from someone who, uh, who's you know, who Mark Cuban is mentoring, and all these other folks who are incredible are mentoring. But I also got some homework. He didn't say this is your homework. But he did give me some suggestions for books and things I want to look into. And that was only a couple days ago, but I'm looking into those things because it's important to invest. Invest. If there were, if there were two bonus things that I'm going to say, now to be right now, number one is focus, focus, and invest. Invest in you. Time, money, invest in you. Period. If there's a book you want out there, be willing to have one less drink or one less burger out this week in order to get that book next week, period. Because people are going to ask you if you if you have it, if you've heard of it, if you've read it. Have you? Well, why not? Oh, well, I want it to. Oh, you want it to. What do you think is more important? Got kind of heavy, folks, but only because I know you can take it and because I know that you all Definitely want to be a better version of you, just as I do. I am simply someone who's trying to be better today than I was yesterday. And sometimes you, you do more that creates more obstacles, more confusion. But that just means you're ready for the next obstacle. As we discussed this past weekend, as I discussed with him, you know, he, he read a book. And I guess the gist of the book was, what if the obstacle is the way? Like, what if it's not about just being able to go and everything be great? What if the obstacle becomes the new way? So now since you've gotten over this, like if you ever get over something, right, you don't then go back and then find your, like you get over this obstacle and then that propels you in a new direction. Get over this obstacle, then now you're, you're moving in a direction this way. Get over one obstacle, you, 
move in this way. All those things are incredibly important to move forward. Has to. Uh, make a great point as well. Masterminds are incredible. They're really important. Uh, but really actively creating the surroundings of the things that you want. Period. If you are not willing to invest in you, no one else is going to invest in you. They're not. If you're not willing to invest in you, no one else will invest in you. They may in the beginning, but then they'll stop. They may in the beginning, but then they'll stop. Period. I have in the beginning, but now I've stopped. Uh, I've stopped. <laughs> I've stopped. So again, five things, folks. Five things. Get back to what makes you you. Mourn, but not for too long. Purge all negative influences. Forgive yourself and develop your gift. Develop your gift. The two bonuses are focus. Focus or fail, okay? Focus or fail. Focus. And then the other bonus is obviously invest. Like if you want to turn your layoff into a payoff, invest. The, I had written a book before I got laid off. I had. Now I had to turn that layoff into a payoff. I had to just put that to paper and make something happen, do something with it. Some of you all want to write books. You're sitting on a book already. You have a book worth of Facebook posts. If you just found a way to outline that thing and format it into a book, no telling. That's, that's free, by the way. I just gave you an idea that's definitely worth some money. If your ideas and what you post on Facebook uh, are in line with an ideal, with a subject matter that you'd like to move forward, you could have a book in your posts. That's all I'm saying. That's all the free free advice I'm giving you all today, though. But uh, again, it's not necessarily about money, but it's about the full gambit of life and your ability to enjoy it to the absolute fullest. If you're listening to this, it's quite possible that you've experienced your darkest hour. It's also quite possible that you've now seen a little bit of light, a little bit of light. Maybe it's possible that you yourself have not experienced your darkest hour. If you've yet to experience that, you can make it through. You absolutely can. In part, you'll make it through these five things I just shared with you, you know, plus the two bonuses. You absolutely can. You have to be willing to. You have to want to. You have to know that you're worth it. You have to know, again, that you're good, that you're great, that you're worth it. I have people telling me that all the time. Like, I, I grew up in a very loving household, super loving. This isn't even about if you grew up in a broken home. Heck, some of the interviews, I, 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 I'll say in recent history, people, oh, so, okay, so this is what you do. So did you grow up in a broken home? Was, was it really hard for you coming up? Like, no, my, my family loved me very much, right? That, that wasn't my deal, right? But I still know that even coming up in a loving home, loving surroundings, super motivated. I, I've been listening to motivational talks since I was in grade school, elementary school. Like I've been wired that way, like legit getting ready for school, listening to Zig Ziglar. Like that was, that's kind of what my upbringing was. And still, as an adult, found myself in dark places. So if that can happen to me, 
the realization of what brings me to do what I do today is understanding that it can happen to anyone, anyone. And my gift is connecting those dots. My gift is not necessarily changing lives, but giving people the right tools to change themselves. That is my gift. I'm great at it. I don't even back away from that. Now people ask me I'm good. First I'm like, what do you think? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Because if there's something bad about you, you accept that, don't you? You accept that. If someone tells you something negative about you, you, you don't even have to know them. And you'll, you'll give that some kind of credence, some kind of credibility. So now if you know you're good at something, if someone tells you that you're good at something, you soak that up. You put it in your back pocket. You save it for later. You do whatever you have to do, but you keep that close to you. You keep that close to you. It becomes the one thing that can drive you when you don't think there's any fuel left. I'm here to tell you there is. You are captaining that ship. You are driving that big rig. You are putting the pedal to the metal. You are on that skateboard pushing forward. It's you in the water doing the backstroke, the butterfly, the whatever it is. You are the one pushing forward. So whatever it is you're going through right now, whatever experiencing, whatever experiences you're having right now, it is time to turn your layoff into your payoff. The payoff may not be tomorrow, but I promise you, you have tenacity, diligence, the right circle and influence around you, it will come sooner than later. Just commit to it. I appreciate you all so, so very much for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Everyday Sexy Podcast with your host, Stan the Man Pearson II. I need you all to remember 24-7, 365 and one-fourth days a year that you're good, you're great, you're worth it. All the while, make sure you look good, feel good, and be good. If you're still wondering who I am, please visit www.stanpearson.com, S-T-A-N-P-E-A-R-S-O-N. Or if you're like, oh my God, I bet his social media is awesome, you'd be right. So go ahead and find me at the real Stan P. T-H-E-R-E-A-L-S-T-A-N-P is in Pearson, okay? So at the real Stan P. And if you're thinking like, whoa, so stanpearson.com, I have him on social media. Is this guy putting on an event at any time? Will he have a live event? Yes, I am. October 25th through the 27th, 2018, I'll be hosting another Confidence Con. So make sure you go to confidence-con.com. Again, confidence-con.com. October 25th through the 27th in Atlanta, Georgia, I guarantee you it is going to be an event that's going to build you from the inside out because that's what I'm here for. Y'all be good to yourselves and the people around you. This is Stan Pearson, the second you're here first. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to Everyday Sexy with Stan Pearson the Second. Make sure to connect with Stan on social media by searching at The Real Stan P on Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, Snapchat, and Facebook. Be good to you and be better today than you were yesterday.